boom, boom. Boom, boom, boom. Boom, boom. Boom, boom. You're supposed to do the ice. <laughs> <laughs> Work with me here. It's at every football game. Come on, man. It is, actually. <laughs> Welcome to the Greatest List Podcast, a show about music and lists. This season, your hosts Jason and Eric are counting down the top 25 guitar solos of the 80s and the top 25 guitar solos of the 90s. Think your favorite made the list? Tune in and find out. Take it away, boys. Welcome back to season two of Greatest Lists, a music and talk podcast featuring lists of the greatest songs of all time. I am one of your hosts, Jason. And joining me on this choo-choo train to hell <laughs> is my co-host, Eric. How you doing, man? Oh my gosh. I'm doing good, man. How are you? I'm doing fine. Hey, are you ready to go off the rails for just a minute? On a choo-choo train? Yes, I am. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, I was just thinking the other day, and even coming off our ACDC episode, there are a handful of songs that are pretty much played at every major sporting event nowadays. Oh yeah. And I think it would make for like an interesting documentary or I don't know, even just some kind of article series on how the songs, you know, make it to that status. What, you know, can we trace these songs back to when they were first played and, and right. you know, or on a regular basis. Right. Um, and it's, you know, there's the normal group. You've got hell's bells. Uh, the Stones start me up. Welcome to the jungle. Yep. I think even living on a prayer is now one of those. It, it's yep. now at that point. Yep. 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 And in college football stadiums, you got Seven Nation Army. Yep. Every, every that song weird, named is that yes. weird uh, zombie nation song too. The oh. Oh yeah. Ooh, that all yeah. of those man are just you know. I, I don't know. I think it's interesting how a song makes it to that point. That's so funny. It's, yeah, it's true, though. I mean, there's yeah. we used to have uh, season tickets to the OU games, and every song you named <laughs> was played. Yeah, yeah. You, was played you get it a, on the kickoffs. At, at, yeah, was a was, was played at, a, you know, at the games. There's a – this is a complete sidebar, but there's a uh, – uh, the Washington uh, – Washington, the Wisconsin – uh, university football games they play jump around uh, yeah right yeah that's a state between the between the third and the fourth quarter and uh, game day a couple like I think they did it last year and they just replayed it recently they did a whole story on how that came to be about how that <laughs> you know how yeah, that I, that's, that's kind of interesting but you're right it'd be interesting to figure out how did somebody decide hey Let's play, you know, this Gary Glitter or whatever, you know. Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, growing up in Central PA, uh, going to Penn State games at Beaver Stadium with 110,000 of my favorite, you know, people in the world. I think it's the end of the first quarter. They'll play Sweet Caroline, and you get 110,000 people singing yeah. Sweet. You know, where did that whole, come from? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know the history of that, but I'm it's sure so, it's out there on the web. It'd be anyway. so interesting to know what all those songs, how they got that. You're, you know, right. Crazy Train, is it's out there too. Yeah. I mean, I remember it was Chipper Jones's like walk-up song when he was playing baseball. Oh, yeah. And uh, just, it's, you know, everywhere. Anyway, yeah. 
That was a, a little side rail there, freebie for you guys. <laughs> Thank you for joining quick, this quick. episode. We'll be back. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Coming up in song number nine. <laughs> quick reminder: we're sponsored by HalloweenCostumes.com, the largest selection of Halloween costumes on the web. I mean, you've heard us talk about it at this point, you know, throughout the season. If you haven't clicked over just to see what all the hubbub is, don't waste any more time. If you know, want a new costume this year, chances are they have it. They produce a good bit of exclusive costumes you won't find anywhere else, too. So the selection is just incredible over there. And, of course, the best part, as we always say, you use the promo link in the show notes. You save 15% off your entire order. Yep. Just you got to do it before October 31st. Just go do it. Quit wasting time. Just, yeah. Savings are there in your cart. Don't need a promo code or anything. You just click and then start buying. <laughs> so anyway, that's uh, our little promo that we've been doing throughout these episodes. Thanks to HalloweenCostumes.com for sponsoring us. We're going to continue the second half of season two here. Our top 25 guitar solos of the 80s with a song from 1980 and the album Blizzard of Oz. Coming in at number 10, our top 10 is here, Finally. is Crazy Train by Ozzy Osbourne. Behind the music. Our spotlight today is on guitarist Randall William Rhodes. Randy Rhodes, of course, to his friends. Born in 1956 in Santa Monica. He was uh, raised by his mother, who was a professional pianist and actually opened a music school there in North Hollywood. Randy and his two siblings created their own music at home from a young age because they didn't own a stereo. So uh, later, Randy would uh, be influenced by the Beatles and Rolling Stones, and he and his brother Kelly would imitate their performances in the garage. I thought that was a fun little story there. Nice. Randy started playing classical guitar and piano at age seven at his mother's school. He then became interested in rock guitar and began taking lessons from a guy named Scott Shelley, who soon approached Rhodes's mother to inform her that he could no longer teach her son as Randy's knowledge on the electric guitar exceeded his own. I mean, just wow. a prodigy, or pro a protege, I guess you would say, whatever uh, of that uh, Randy Rhodes was at a young age. Uh, his best friend in high school was Kelly Garney and eventually formed several bands together. Uh, at age 16, they formed the band Little Women, which was about the same time Randy started teaching guitar at his mother's school. He graduated early from Burbank High School, participating in a special program that allowed him to condense his studies so he could teach guitar and pursue music full-time. And then he recruited vocalist Kevin Dubrow and drummer Drew Forsyth. The band soon changed its name to Quiet Riot. Uh... Here's how he got into Ozzy's band, or at least something like this. There's some uh, mixed stories along the way. So uh, Ozzy was recruiting for a new band in 1979 after his Black Sabbath days. And a friend of Randy's coaxed him into auditioning. On, it was basically on the day before Ozzy was going to go back to England. So Rhodes brought his Gibson Les Paul and a, a practice amp, and he started warming up for Ozzy. Ozzy, who was very drunk at the time, immediately gave him the job. Shocker. <laughs> uh, Rhodes recalled later, quote, I just turned it up and did some riffs, and he said, you've got the gig. I had the weirdest feeling because I thought, you didn't even hear me yet. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there may or may not have been another audition that 
the next day there at Ozzy's Hotel, like I said, the, the stories are a little mixed there as to how it all went down. But the, the basis of it is Ozzy, he flies back to England and he starts recording with his current guitarist and, and band that he put together. Uh, and he ends up firing the guitarist and he remembered meeting Randy Rhodes uh, back in L.A., uh, his manager at the time uh, was reluctant to hire any Americans, but he eventually got Randy to fly over to England and stayed at Ozzy's house for the first few weeks he was there. And he, of course, played on Ozzy's first two solo albums, Blizzard of Oz in 1980 and Diary of a Madman in 1981. Tragically, of course, if you know Randy Rhodes' story, he was killed in an airplane accident in March of 1982. Yep. It's very sad, people. Um, there is a documentary. I have started it. I have not finished it. That's on Amazon Prime right now on Randy Rhodes. Um, very lengthy documentary on his life and tells his whole story with his mom's school and everything at the beginning. Yeah. I haven't got to this part yet, but uh, apparently they were between gigs. There's no air conditioning in the bus, so the tour bus driver, who was also an airplane pilot, uh, they pull into an airport he steals a small plane at the airport to take the band to the next gig Isn't that crazy and on the second <laughs> flight was Rhodes and I think it was their makeup artist as well the the pilot was making passes on the bus trying to wake up the band and the crew who were asleep in the bus and then there was a botched attempt where the plane's wing clipped the bus and the plane crashed and just burst into flames uh, yeah. the three people on board were instantly killed so very very tragic I mean, there's a lot of these stories in rock and roll yeah if you know your rock history but this is you know a a, a protege or a what do i want to say here prodigy uh, prodigy that randy was you know to be killed at such a young age and we need to think about what his career would have been oh yeah uh, throughout the 80s it's very tragic but yeah. As far as the uh, song goes, our featured song today, Crazy Train, it was a hit on the rock chart. It reached number nine, but its legacy legacy has definitely grown over the years, of course. The single itself, the single, is now certified four times platinum, and the master ringtone is two times platinum. <laughs> I thought that was crazy. I was like, That's the awesome. ringtone yeah. for Crazy Train has been bought digitally two million times or whatever. Yeah. That's crazy. Anyway, uh, here's the origin. Uh, it, it's again, the origin of this song is a little cloudy. Several people outside of the band say they were involved with uh, Randy and, and bringing this song to life. But uh, Ozzy's bassist, Bob Daisy, or Daisley, I should say, who was the co writer for the song with Ozzy and Randy, he told Song Facts that Randy had the basic riff, the signature riff. Uh, then we worked together on the music. He needed something to solo on, so I came up with a chord pattern and the section for him to solo over. Before it was called Crazy Train, before we even had a title, Randy and I were working on the music. He had the effects pedals and coming through, and his amp was a weird kind of chugging sound. It was phasey, kind of a psychedelic effect, this chugging sound that was coming out. And uh, Randy was into trains. He used to collect model trains, and so did I. Uh, always been a train buff, so it was Randy. So I said, Randy, that sounds like a train, but it sounds nuts. <laughs> it sounds like a crazy train. Well, <laughs> that's where the title was born. And then Ozzy was singing the melodies, and 
uh, he was phrasing exactly how it ended up, and it he started writing the lyrics to it, unquote. So that's a little bit about nice. how uh, the bassist there, Bob Daisley, remembers how Crazy Train came about. The song in, in the solo itself have been ranked by several media outlets as one of the best of all time. Let's get personal. All right, so we talked about our history with Ozzy in our uh, No More Tears episode from the first half of season two here uh, during the No More Tears episode. Um, but in short, I, I didn't really get into Ozzy until uh, several guitar players later in his no. band in the early <laughs> 90s. You know, when uh, Mom, I'm Coming Home and No More Tears, when those were uh, big hits. Yeah, Blizzard of Oz was one of those albums I experienced for the first time in the early 2000s, like I've said before, and when I had my classic rock phase and was listening to all the 60s, 70s, early 80s, what I would call classic rock radio stuff, and then, you know, listening to full albums. So that's, uh, and, and including Black Sabbath in there as well. So that's when I really first experienced Blizzard of Oz. Um, it's not my favorite Ozzy or, uh, you know, I, I don't know. I guess it's mainly because it just gets played so much now. It's yeah. just uh, out there. A lot of Black Sabbath songs, too. If you listen to classic rock, you, you hear a lot of the same stuff. So yeah. I don't know. I just Crazy Train isn't my favorite. Well, I don't know. Blizzard of Oz is a, is a fun album, but I, I wouldn't rank Crazy Train at the top of my list just because, like I said, Sporting events, classic rock, it's everywhere. Overplayed, probably. <laughs> it is. But it, you know, did you ever get sick of it? No. <laughs> right? I mean, not, I mean, no, not really. <laughs> so what about you? When was your, uh, did you, you were a little bit older than me, so did you come in with uh, like Blizzard of Oz or any of these like, yeah, early 80s um, albums? I, my, the first one I really listened to a lot was, uh, Bar the one Bark of the Moon. Bark of the Moon. That's the first album I really listened to for Ozzy. Um, I had a friend uh, at church. He was he was older <laughs> than I was. Uh, I think I might have told this story about how I got to my first concert. We lied to my parents and said it was going to a Christian yes, rock yes, concert. Yes, yes, yes. Same guy. Okay. Um, who was he played? He liked the first couple of Ozzy albums, and so I heard him in his truck. Um, but I wasn't really, I mean, you know, I wasn't really a huge fan of Ozzy until Bark at the Moon happened. Uh, and, then, and then The Ultimate Sin, after that, those two albums were really when I became an Ozzy fan. But uh, gotcha. I did hear several Ozzy tracks just because he had, he had them playing in his truck. So, <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, that's my, his, that's my background with Ozzy. The Breakdown. All right, so as far as the solo goes... In Crazy Train, I mean, just again, iconic. It starts off with the tapping, which you'll always hear tapping from Randy Rhodes. Lots of great note bends, you know, throughout the solo. It's probably the most technical solo that I can still follow along with in my head, if that even makes sense. Oh yeah, no, it, it might sense. be because it, it might be because I've heard it so many times. But <laughs> you know, there's there's solos. I wouldn't say you can sing to this one like we we talk about that are more melodic, but yeah. uh, it's it's so ridiculous the solo, but I can still follow along with it as he's you know you know as you're 
hearing the song and, and doing that in, in your head, but just a great solo. The song itself, I love all of his licks between like the lyrics and the chorus. He'll throw in some licks there. Uh, the intro itself is just so iconic with that long slide, the intro riff. You could say the riff that he plays kind of over the verses too is really iconic that, you know, it's, I, I don't know. The song is so good. A lot of great drum work too throughout the song. Yeah, Lots of just great fills. Yeah. Um, as you're listening to the song, but you know, that just it, it is it is almost like a chugging, uh, you know, throughout the verse when he's playing, um, like a crazy train. Like a crazy train. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You can you can hear how that kind of came about, but yeah, yeah. There's you know there's. Uh, there's a handful of solos that if you go out to TikTok or YouTube that you'll see people covering. There's a handful of, of right. 80 solos that you'll see people covering. And this is one that people always try to cover. You know, they always try to cover, cover beat it. And they always try to cover some, you know, this is one of those ones that you can go find probably two dozen videos of people mm -hmm. covering the mm -hmm. solo just because it's such an iconic solo. But uh, yeah, he's, I mean, He's he's such a technical player, and this I mean, but, but you're right. This is one of the most technical solos you can sing to because you can remember <laughs> it. I mean, you yeah. Know, and you're right, probably because we've we've heard it seventy million times. But, uh, it's just a grace. It's just it it just you know he does everything in this in this solo. He's got yeah. He's got tapping. He's got you know, uses string. It, his tremolo and string bends and he's got a blues lick and he's got a really fast run. It just, it has everything and mm -hmm. he can, he could do everything. Yeah. And, yeah. He's sliding throughout the song too. Yeah. I mean, just, yeah. Anything you could practically do except for maybe, you know, like picking it with your teeth with some <laughs> guitar players have done, it, you know, just, I don't want to say standard stuff, but it, pretty much every technique that was available at that point and probably some that weren't, Oh yeah, he was doing it. Yeah, he was doing it before a lot of people. Yeah, so yeah, and yeah, just and incredible. Like you said at the, at the beginning of the show, man, what 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 would we what would we have gotten from him if he had still been alive? What kind of what kind of music mm -hmm. would we have gotten from him if if he would if he hadn't have died when he did? It, would, it, it probably would have been some phenomenal stuff if we had. Yeah, yeah. You know, so very tragic. All right. Well, we're not going to end it on a downer here. We're going uh, <laughs> to bring it back up again. We're going to play some more Ozzy, but number 10 on our top 25 guitar solos of the 80s is Randy Rhodes and Crazy Train. Some bonus songs for this album. Of course, we got to play some Randy here. Uh, Mr. Crowley on the Blizzard of Oz uh, album, another single that was released. I, I don't know. I always think of this as a Halloween song with that organ intro. <laughs> That's true. I like it's very, I don't, I don't know. It has that, uh, that feel to it when I hear it, but, uh, I, I hear it on, you know, classic rock throughout the, the year as well. So yeah. awesome. So I would say equal to crazy train in this one. And then also going to include one from the next album, Diary of Madman. I've always been a fan of Flying High Again. Oh, yeah. And there is some tapping in that solo. I mean, he's he's known as one of those early tappers, but uh, the tapping in that solo is really great, too. So I, I hear that's that. That's a great a riff, too. too. 
yeah yeah i it's surprisingly i hear that a lot on classic rock too it, it, really compared to what you have out there yeah over the years just i've i've heard that a lot from ozzy um so we're gonna play that too for you as a bonus song nice and if you're listening in spotify you're good to hear them in their entirety uh, if you're not listening in spotify use the song whip links we're going to provide in the show notes connect you with the songs in your favorite music app or just go over to your whatever your you know favorite music app is and search out some Aussie or search out those songs so you can hear what we're talking about and hear some more Randy this week find us on Twitter or X Twix we call it at greatest lists also at greatest lists on YouTube we're putting episodes out there Google podcasts if you're using that it's going to become YouTube music here shortly they're going to move all the podcasts over to YouTube so we're already there you can listen to us there on YouTube and at greatestlistpodcast.com. That's our home base. Eric, he's coming back for our number nine selection. Oh, we'll get you in the boogie mood, right? <laughs> yes. You'll be boogieing. That's right. <laughs> All right. Thanks for listening to the show, people. And we will continue our list of the top 25 guitar solos of the 80s next time. You've been listening to The Greatest Lists.